Hello and welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today we're talking to Michelangelo Guarisi, Udo's growth hacker and community manager, and an entrepreneur. This is Technotopia. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. And today we have Michelangelo Guarise. He's a growth hacker at Udu, community manager, and he's also a founder of Volumio.org and Intuitu Technologies. And you are in Italy. You're calling us from Italy today, right, Michelangelo? Yeah. Hi, John. And hi, listeners. Yeah, I'm calling from Florence. Okay. Yeah, I've never been. I want to go out there. Please do it. All right. So why don't we start out? Uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about Udo and and what you guys are working on over there. Yeah, mainly Udo is a compact size computer, just like your ordinary desktop. And this adventure was born uh, four years ago when we launched our first Kickstarter campaign uh, with uh, the first Udo, which featured a mobile phone grade processor coupled with uh, an Arduino. So basically, it was a perfect tool for makers, you know, people which love to create things uh, and which eventually do prototypes that become products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is how it started. And today we are back on Kickstarter with another campaign, this time with the Udo x86, which features instead a desktop grade processor. So okay. it's way more powerful than the original one. For the geeks out there, it's 10 times more powerful than Raspberry Pi. And we, we just love it because um, during those years, we made those tools, and we like to say that the brightest people in the world use it. And okay, interesting. Yeah, so I, so I use it, so I feel like I'm, I'm part of that, uh, that team. Yeah, but I was, I was one of the first users. I got, I got one of the first users, and it was, it, wasn't, it was about as powerful as a Raspberry Pi. So Raspberry Pi is just a single-board computer. Um, that has a lot of power to it. But this thing can run Windows, this thing can run all sorts of interesting stuff, right? Yeah, uh, not only can run Windows 10, for example, and you can run also three 4K resolution monitor at once, so it can be a workstation, basically. And we wanted to put this to the limit. We just run Photoshop, it runs smoothly. Uh, we tried the game streaming, uh, so you have a powerful computer, you run a game on it, and you stream it to... For example, your big television in the living room. Uh, then, as you said, it can run Android, Linux, whatever, because it's just a PC, you know? It's uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit bigger than a 5-inch mobile phone, but it's just as powerful as the computer I had four years ago. And it's, 80, and it's $89. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So maybe we, start, maybe we start there. So what does the world look like when computers are less than $100. They're really small. They're really usable. Uh, they run almost anything. When a computer is powerful enough to do all that, and it can fit in the size of, oh gosh, I don't even know, like maybe you're even your wallet, uh, what does the world look like after that? Well, of course, we're going to be, we are now surrounded by computers, but in the next few years, there's going to be even more. And probably we're going to end up having computers in our jacket, in our shoes, uh, not only in our car, in our houses, uh, pretty much everywhere. And this, of course, will will tend, in theory, to make our life easier because 
those computers are going to be able to understand what's going on in the environment around us, which are going to give us useful and pertinent information. Uh, but, of course, uh, the big challenge would be using uh, such computers and such amount of information that we're going to gather for useful things. Yeah. yeah. So there will be a proliferation for sure of connected devices that they will talk one with each other, exchanging information. So. so I think the interesting thing about this is when, once you have devices that are talking to each other, and once you have devices connected to your body that are that are connected to um, to the, I guess the internet. What happens to that data right now? As it stands, like the data that I get off of my Apple Watch, for example isn't extremely useful to me i wouldn't i wouldn't say because i i really i i have one or two indicators that i'm that i'm maybe walking a little more than i should than i used to uh, but i don't really have a lot of indicators that i'm getting healthier right so what 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 needs to happen for all this stuff to work together in that way well uh, we may say that we already have the technology and uh the the infrastructure to process such information um, because, as you said, now your watch can tell you a lot of things and is probably connected to your iTunes account and also a lot of companies are getting data from, from you. Uh, the thing is, since now all those information are processed and the, the only goal is to get business out of it, uh, probably the only useful thing we are getting is uh, Suggestion for purchasing our next, okay, our next our next wearable device. Um, so my opinion is that the the goal for the future is process such uh, such information um, in a way that we're gonna have a, uh, a social impact, and for doing so, uh, technology is not gonna be enough. We're gonna need uh, politics. Um, Maitre Pensee and uh, psychologists, interaction designer to take part into the process of shaping the future in a way that those data is going to have um, a positive impact. Uh, because as of now, what I see is just uh, they are used probably uh, to make business. And also in cases that um, we can uh, process such information for other purposes, they're not particularly useful uh, neither, you know. So the key will be finding uh, the right information, a right model to, um, to process them and uh, delivering, uh, uh, delivering good things. For example, in our work, uh, as, as we saw before, we do create instruments for brilliant people. We say, hey, you can do pretty much anything with it, uh, but we don't see so many projects which uh, make sense. The key is going to be this, find something with a purpose uh, that would be really useful. Uh, for example, if now I put a thermometer in my house, it can just tell me barely statistics of uh, how, much, uh, how much gas I consume and uh, what my, my energy bill will going to be uh, the next day. For example, something that could be really useful uh, with this is merge the data that we get with, for example, behavioral model, uh, so on the psychological side, and for example, put families in competition for uh, increasing energy savings. Uh, 
You know, the more you save, uh, you, you have a game and you are at the top on the list. So apply, for example, gamification to, uh, to teams which have uh, a social economical impact. So you're fighting. So you're basically going to fight the na- neighbors for uh, to be the better, to be a better, uh, what should we call it, be a better saver. Yeah, well, not fight. Let's say <laughs> let's see it as a fair competition, you know. But just stimulating, probably. Um, I don't know how to say it in English, but the, the, the civil sense that everyone has um, with data uh, gathered from from those uh, kind of devices, because we're going to have a huge amount of data to process. We can imagine probably that um, now nowadays every person has at least three or four internet-connected devices, and we can expect them to become ten or fifteen in the next five years. So let's imagine uh, how much data we're going to gather from it, and you know uh, the goal we could have uh, could be or just making another business selling other things, or really impact people's lives and also face uh, the environmental challenges are really important for let's say, our future. Okay. So once we have all these things connected, what happens to our privacy, I guess? Well, uh, uh, let's say that, again, technology-wise, we are pretty much uh, set. Uh, we know how to make uh, secure software. Uh, of course, if you don't have any vulnerability, uh, any known vulnerability, but um, this is prob- probably it's going to be demanded to politics uh, as well, uh, because as of now, there's not really an awareness of everyone on how much data we are giving away now. So imagine okay. in, in few days, in few years. Sorry. And for example, if I care a lot of my, my privacy and I don't want to leak my personal data, I just basically live without uh, outside of the civilized world. I, I could not be here in the interview with you, I could not send emails to you, I could not book a flight or have a credit sure. card or, or whatever. Um, and talking about those devices is going to be a challenge also for, for this kind of technology uh, because the, the security aspects now is not at the top priority uh, because we want uh, those devices to be more powerful, uh, to be more connected, and there are very few people that want them more secure. So this is going to be a priority. I guess it, the market is going into this direction. So in the next two or three years, we're going to be really a rise of security service for uh, these kind of devices. And probably we're going to shift from software level security um, to hardware level security, which is way more difficult to break. Not because it's just better, but because you need way more resources uh, to, to crack it. Okay. So, so the so the work, the melding of hardware and software are going to keep us secure, I guess, right? Let's hope so. Let's okay. Hope so, at least. All right. So, what does the as the final question? I guess, what does the world look like uh, in the next twenty years? What is what does your day look like when that happens? Uh, <laughs> that's a tough forecast, but. I I would imagine, yeah, besides of having a lot of devices which are ideally working for us, uh, I think uh, that this will impact our social system as we see now and our habits. For example, I can imagine that I will wake up and uh, I will have some robots preparing my favorite breakfast, you know, based on just on my past behavior. 
and uh, an autonomous car driving me to work or even, I don't know, some new kind of super fast transportation means. Mm-hmm. And then when I will go to work, my, my job will be pretty much different from today because the repetitive things that I do today, like writing code, sending emails, I will probably have bots. Which uh, are gonna do with me, and probably I, I will take care of the human ones that those boats cannot uh, cannot do, like I don't know, understanding people's emotions or stuff like that. And probably also our focus will not be on this planet, but maybe uh, we'll discover other planets and. This will be our main attention, but in the end, in the evening, I would really like to find the time to read uh, an old school paper book <laughs> like I do now. Okay, so the so the idea is that the is that we're gonna have artisanal uh, artisanal paper books that you're gonna be reading. Yeah, and if I can just make a shorter shot, uh, telling what, what I think of the computer future in the next five years will be, or even less. Uh, those devices, yes, are, com- are becoming more powerful, smaller, uh, energy efficient day by day. But probably I will think that we, we need to change the computing paradigm uh, uh, because now to do more complicated tasks, you just need to add processing power. And there's going to be more and more uh, complex tasks for this computer to do. So probably something like FPGA, uh, which is a technology which uh, to make it simple, changes the hardware topology of uh, of a processor to make it better at certain specialized tasks would be uh, probably the future. Like for example, also quantum computing. So we're gonna we're gonna see not um, running for mere power, but better for efficiency. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so where can people find out a little bit more about um, uh, Udo and other stuff you're working on? Well, uh, of course, uh, you can go to udo.org. Uh, it is our website where there is our community, where you can uh, exchange ideas with, as I told you before, the brightest minds uh, uh, that there are, share projects, uh, find questions. And of course, to our Kickstarter campaign, which is live now. Uh, so the name is Udo x86. And uh, it's live on Kickstarter. There are a few early birds deal yet, so <laughs> be fast to, to get those. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, very cool. Michelangelo, thank you very much for joining us on Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. This has been Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. We will see you next week. Thanks a lot, Michelangelo. Thank you, John. Thank you, all the listeners.